Hello. Again, this is Pastor Casales, Kali Divine Ministry. A life-giving spirit and a sevenfold ministry. Are you ready for another great, great little word that I have for you? It just keeps birthing out of the life-giving spirit in me. And it's also within you. The spiritual mythbuster, the great falling away. Many are talking about falling away. A lot of people are falling away from the faith. Many people are doing this. Many people are doing that. But if you go back and think, a lot of the Jews back in Jesus' time fell away from the law. They had a great fall, falling away. Because many people believe in the Christ. And they left. The rudiments of the law, the uh, old fables, philosophies, and everything that came from the law because of Christ. So was that the falling away that we're reading about? Well, let's see. So are you afraid? Are you afraid of the falling away? There's a lot of talk today on social media like Facebook and YouTube about the great falling away. The Americans tend to assume that this falling away is happening right now. ABC News reported Pew Research is finding that over the last seven years there are nearly five million less people who call themselves Christians in America. Plus the falling away talk notes there's a huge push toward the acceptance of homosexuality, not to mention the police shootings. Earthquakes, etc. So of course, some believe Sid Roth and Michael Brown. The Grace Movement is a manifestation of or the precursor to the Great Falling Away. Religion is very adept at asking us to put on their end times glasses and see future judgment through their lens. Okay, give me a break. I'm in a Kit Kat break. So many of us, though, are waking up, putting on new glasses, and hopefully demonstrating love and patience to those trapped in that system. Yes, many are trapped in the system of religion, religiosity. But their words are producing so much fear that I'm compelled to write this, or to speak about this. Those with an open heart and open mind, how will know deep down the witness of the Spirit, the life-giving Spirit in them, that is. They sense the goodness of Father God in them, bearing witness to the truth. And a lot are awakening up and leaving religiosity. The same thing that happened when a lot of Jews left the law, the rudiments of the law, the sacrifices, the killing of animals to satisfy an angry God. Okay, give me a break. So others, I assume, will cling to their fear and use it to create fear in others to hurry up and get it together because the end is near. And so they say. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3 says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come unless there come a falling away first. 
and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Well, it says nothing about a great falling away. The implication of using the word great is that it will be about an end time final falling away. The problem is that the word great isn't in the text. Not only that, but a falling away such as that would be quite difficult since Isaiah 9.3 says, Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. What will be great is the increase of the kingdom, not a huge amount of people falling away. In addition, this passage is primarily about the man of sin, not the church falling apart 2,000 years later. Be careful of divorcing one phrase and building an empire or an entire empire doctrine around it. The falling away happened in the first century. So don't be afraid. Don't, don't be in fear. All these fear mongers are just putting fear in you so you can stay stuck to the religion, their doctrines, their dogmas, their churches so they can have their empire. Yes, that's right. It was fulfilled in their generation. First of all, notice that Paul said, let no one deceive you, not us, 2,000 years later, but those Thessalonians. Audience relevance in, in hermeneutics, the study of how to interpret the scriptures, requires us to consider the ones that it was written to first before trying to apply scripture to ourselves. In fact, notice what that day was about in the context too. Or in the context. Which is 2 Thessalonians 1, 4-10 says this. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of Father God or God for your patience and faith in all your, not our, persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God. That you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. For which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. So God was to repay the apostate Jews with tribulation in their day. See Thessalonians 2 verse 13 through 16 if you don't believe. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Just like this passage. Jesus placed this event in their lifetime. Matthew 16, verse 27 through 28. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction, ruin, complete loss. From the presence of the Lord, see Acts 3, 22 through 26, where Peter said they would be cut off from the people in his presence the Old Covenant Temple System. Okay. And from the glory of His power when He comes in that day to be glorified in His saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. This event was none other than the tribulation of AD 66 through 70 where Rome destroyed Jerusalem and all those who did not believe what Jesus said, which is in Matthew 24. Either Paul lied when he said that God would give the Thessalonian Christians rest from their persecution by their prosecutor's tribulation on that day, which make him a false prophet, 
or he was telling the truth, I think we know which it is. So to protect that in, <laughs> to project that into our lifetime, 2,000 years later is an irresponsible use of the scriptures and a weapon of fear instead of the proclamation of the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Which is the life-giving spirit within you. You are no longer of the first Adam. But of the second Adam. A life-giving spirit. So who was this man of sin? The main rebel who caused the destruction of Jerusalem was John Levy of Kishchala. I believe that he clearly fits the description of that man of lawlessness in this passage. The Jewish historian Josephus wrote of how John Levy was a selfish, unscrupulous man with persuasive powers who convinced many that he was sent by God to liberate them. Further, John Levy took over the temple and set himself up in the temple as a Jewish savior or the Jewish savior as God. Looted the vessels of the temple for their gold and caused the daily animal sacrifices to cease. He also plundered the people, even burning their storehouses of food and causes the great and causing the great famine that starved tens of thousands to death and he enlisted aid from the Irumians who killed 8,500 of the Jews including the priests. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 9 speaks of counterfeit signs the main one being that John Levy declared that he was God and would deliver the people from the Romans. He commanded the storehouses of food to be burned in faith that God would miraculously deliver them from their enemies instead they starved to death even when the Roman general Titus pleaded that John Levy leave the temple so that it wouldn't be destroyed in battle John flatly refused John Levy caused the temple to be destroyed without him the temple might have been spared considering that it was one of the wonders of the ancient world Paul goes on to explain more about the man of lawlessness. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things, and now you know that it's holding him back, Ananus, so that he may be revealed at the proper time, for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do it till he is taken out of the way. 2 Thessalonians 2, 5-7 John was not only a rebel leader, but also a false messiah. He claimed godhood by taking over the temple, and the only person who stood in his way was the Jewish chief priest and Ananus. Ananus had tremendous diplomatic skills and had been able to negotiate peace treaties with Rome many times before. Ananus was literally, Ananus was literally able to restrain the full-scale rebellion that John Levy was aiming to accomplish. That is why Paul referred to the one who restrained who must be taken out of the way. Even Josephus noted that once Ananus, the one who restrains, was killed, then the destruction of Jerusalem began. I should not mistake if I said that the death of Ananus was the beginning of the destruction of the city, and that from this very day be dated the overthrow of her wall and the ruin of her affairs. Raptureless, an optimistic guide to the end of the world. Wow. The falling away was from grace, not in the modern grace movement. Paul made a point to tell 
Paul made a point to tell them not to go back under the law because as the inspired writer of the most New Testament, he said to do so was to fall away from grace. Galatians 5 verse 4 says, You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. Pay attention to my commentary, to my commentary of Hebrews 10. For if we sing willfully after we have received the knowledge of truth of the gospel, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. The sin that he is speaking of in Hebrews is abandoning, abandoning the faith and going back into the law, where there is no longer a valid sacrifice for sin. But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? Counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the Spirit of grace. If they abandon, fall away from grace, there was only Moses' law covenant for them and now all they can look forward to Two is to is the fulfillment of the judgments of the law coming in AD 70. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. These are quotes from Deuteronomy 32, the law describing the end of Israel as a covenant people. So the last days, according to Paul, was the end of the old covenant age, ending in the destruction of Jerusalem. If I put every single verse but about the end times or the end of the age here, you would see that they all are speaking about their time period, not ours. It was a language set out in Genesis to describe the end of Israel possessing the kingdom conventionally, while at the same time believing Jews and Gentiles were bonded into one body of Christ. And shifting to Jesus having the scepter. It was an end because the old covenant was formally and officially ending when the temple, the priesthood, the sacrifices, etc., etc., were going to be destroyed. Genesis 49 1 and 10. And Jacob called his sons and said, Gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh, which is Jesus, comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. Matthew 21, verse 43, Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you, and given to a people bearing the fruits of it. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11, Now all these things happened to them as, as examples, and they were written for our admonition Upon whom the apostate Jews, them, the ends of the ages, have come. The old covenant age have, had come to a close. According to the writer of Hebrews 8 verse 13, it was obsolete but fading away, ending in the, in the destruction of the city, temple, and all associated with it. So forgive me if I have been too straightforward. Freedom of speech belongs to everyone. Not just those who yell the loudest on television or Facebook. You can shout as loud as you want. You can scream as loud as you want. You can pray 
as loud as you want, 20 hours a day, it's not going to be a change. Because what brings change is belief. If you believe what Father God has fulfilled in the Christ, in you, then everything changes. God has rested. Are you resting? Maybe what is coming to an end is, is not the world, but the American religious system as we have known it. There are good people caught in the trap of fear and only a willing, willingness of their part to hear the Holy Spirit will empower them to break into the truth. Are you willing? Are you willing to break into that truth? Of the Holy Spirit. Life given spirit within you. Sid Roth is a blessing to the kingdom in many ways. But eschatology isn't one of them. I sincerely love him. And pray for his very best. But. So many things. That are coming out. Out of that window called the television or tell a vision they are telling you their vision they're not telling you God's vision Father God's vision is already in you you are God's vision so there's no great falling away in our future are there ebbs and flows yes I think so but sometimes what we think is a great falling away is nothing more than an awakening to the truth. And people are pulling away from bad doctrine. And I see it. I am one of them. I pulled away from bad doctrine. Bad dogmas. Bad denominations. There's a lot of bad things out there. But until we let God open our eyes, open our minds, and open our hearts for the seed of truth to fall and give birth, then you will see, as I see, or you will see as many are beginning to see. The ones teaching the bad doc doctrine think they are the only true defenders of the faith, and they think the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, I'm sorry, they are not. No, it's just the religious world falling apart. And it's true. It is their kingdom falling apart. Their religious kingdom falling apart. And I see TBN one day, it's going to fall apart. And a lot of these churches that... Uh, They're going to be falling apart. Not because of people losing faith. But because people will start hearing truth. And you have started by listening to the podcasts that you are listening to right now. This happens in every move 
of Father God. The truth is grace. The grace movement, with all its flaws and variety of opinions, is, in my opinion, a work of Father God. But I'll save that for another podcast. Until then, to-do-do, have a blessed evening, and don't be in fear. There's no spear coming to you. You have Christ within you. Christ is in you. You, Father God, and Christ are one. As He is, so are you. Meditate on that. As He is, so are you. We bless you. From the ministry that is growing powerfully through the life-giving spirit that's that has been birthed within every man and every woman. I bless you from Godly Divine, a life-giving spirit and sevenfold ministry. Good night.